This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, welcome to Pursuing Jesus Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 2. And I am going to talk in 10 minutes about how to know that you're truly saved. So if you've ever wondered, how do I know that I'm saved? This is the episode for you to listen to. And I first want to thank you guys for listening. Again, last year, we reached over 110,000 people. We were number 33 for 12 days in a row out of 92,000 podcasts in the spirituality category. And in all of Spotify... We were in the top 1% of most shared podcasts, so please continue sharing these episodes if they encourage you. Share it with someone else. Don't keep it to yourself. And we are looking for 30, uh, no, we are looking for 100 partners to give $30, not 30 partners to give $100. We're looking for 100 partners to give $30 a month. That's like one DoorDash lunch. Or, you know, a couple trips to Starbucks a month um, to help support what we're doing this year. I want to hire a videographer and an editor. I do all of this stuff myself, and I'm getting ready to go on a nationwide tour with Sean Foyt and Let Us Worship. And I want to get incredible footage. Um, Also, ministry that's happening just everywhere I go, in the street, in stores. I would love to have someone with me, as well as uh, having to fund that whole trip. Um... We're going to every state capital over the next two years, and it's not going to be free. Um, So if you want to partner with us and help us as we reach, literally, I'm going to guess we're going to reach a million people. 50 state capitals, average 20,000 per event. I really think we can do that. I think we can. Or maybe we'll have 10 at some and, you know, 30 at another. I think we can do it. I think we can preach the gospel and worship with a million people face-to-face. So if you want to be part of that, join our donor team. You can go to shanewinnings.com and just click give in the top right corner and set up a monthly withdrawal. Again, we're asking 100 people to to step up to give $30 a month, and that is strictly for supporting the ministry trips and for a videographer. And thank you guys so much. Hey, let's get into this. 10 minutes. How can you know that you're saved? How can you know that you're going to go to heaven? Well, I want to ask you this right now first. If you were to die right now, how would you feel? How would you feel about standing before a holy God? Would you be afraid? Would you feel confident? Would you be nervous? This is telling Because the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear, and that fear has to do with torment, and someone who's afraid has not been perfected in love. The Bible actually says that we can have confidence on the day of judgment, because we have abided in Him. So I would say one of the first signs of someone who knows that they're going to go to heaven is they're not worried that they're not going to go to heaven. 
you can't be worried that you're going to miss heaven if you're confident that you're going to be with Jesus forever. So spending time with Jesus every single day, abiding in him, when you die or when he returns, whichever comes first, you're just going to be meeting your best friend, your Lord, your Savior. You're not going to be meeting a stranger. You might be afraid if you don't know Jesus because you're going to meet someone that you really don't know and you hope that you're on the good side. That's not a fun place to live. I have confidence that when I die, I'm going to be with Jesus in that all of the promises in the Bible are going to be true. He is the finisher of my faith. I'm excited to meet him. The closer I get to him, the more I think about Paul when he said, I wish that I could just go. I wish I could just go be in heaven, go be with Jesus. But it's better for me to remain here because I have work to do. And that should be our goal as Christians is we can't wait to be with Jesus, but we have a job here on the earth. But it's actually revealing of a greater revelation. The way that you can know that you're going to heaven, and and people really ask this because they might be, I, I would say the majority of people who ask this either are just really dealing with fear or they're in sin. And if you're in fear, again, that comes from communion with God intimacy with him you crush fear by being perfected in love and the way you get perfected in love is you spend time with love god is love you go spend time with him and day by day you're working out your salvation you're getting closer to him and that fear is going to go but there are other people who it's not just a fear they're in sin and so they're actually worried they're worried that they might not go to heaven So if the question is, how can you be sure, then I want to ask you this. What you're really asking is, am I saved? How can I know that I'm saved? How can I really know that I'm saved? Because if you're saved, you're going to be with God forever when you die. You're going to be in heaven. So it's not really even about heaven. It's about God. Jesus didn't die to get us into heaven. He died to restore us to the Father, to God. So if the question is, how can I know that I'm saved? How can I know that I belong to God? Then here's the the question I have for you. And this question, your answer to this question will answer your first question. Does God father you? Are you fathered by him? Because the Bible says that God is a perfect father and that he disciplines his kids. Not to uh, be shocked or be upset Or think that it's strange that God will correct you. That God will discipline you. Don't despise a chastening, a correction from the Lord. Why? Because he disciplines you as sons and as daughters. Check this out. I have a son. And I've said this before. Imagine if my son was a teenager And we lived near Dallas. Say he was hanging out near Dallas, downtown, late at night, like 1 in the morning. And I knew about it. And I did nothing. 
I let a 13-year-old boy hang out in downtown Dallas at 1 a.m. You know, nothing good is happening down there. And when he gets home, I don't say anything. I just let him do his thing. What kind of father would you say that I am if I know that he's doing it and I do nothing about it? You would say that I'm a pretty bad father. What kind of father would let his kid be out there doing whatever they're doing at that time of night? No. No, no. Good father. And what I would do is if somehow he was out of the house and I didn't know about it, he snuck out, and I found out where he was, I would get in my car, I would drive down there, I would put him in my car, and I would drive him home, and we would have a talk. And he would get disciplined. That's what a good father does. Why? Because I'm looking out for him. I'm looking out for my boy. I don't want him to get hurt. I don't want him to get in a lifestyle of sin. I don't want him to go down a road that's going to destroy him. I'm a good father. But if I don't do anything, I'm a horrible father. Or I'm really not his father. And he would be an illegitimate child. So let me ask you something. If God is your father, is he going to correct you when you're wrong? Is he going to speak to you and convict you when you are guilty, when you're in sin, when you're giving into temptation, when you're acting out of your flesh? Is he going to have a voice in your life? The answer is yes. The Bible says that. So my question remains, is God your father? Or can you do whatever you want? Listen, this is a cause for concern if you're listening to me and you feel like you can do anything you want. If you can go do anything you want, like tonight, if you wanted to, you have free will. If you if you went downtown, went to a club, drank, met someone, had a one-night stand, whatever. Like if you could do that and it wouldn't really bother you, I would argue that there's no way God is your father. Because if God is your father and you can do that and it doesn't even bother you, you don't have conviction, you don't have correction, you don't have any kind of rebuke, no godly sorrow that leads to repentance, there's no way that God could be your father. Because listen, if God is your father and he's allowing you to do those things and it's not met with any type of correction or rebuke or anything, you're making God out to be a pretty bad father. No way. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. What does that mean? If someone is living in the world, living in sin, actively, pridefully, just doing their thing, no regard for God or his commands or his laws or anything like that, but they say, oh, God's cool with it. God loves me. God knows my heart. No. You're lying. The Bible is true. The Bible says that God is a good father and he will correct his kids. He will discipline his kids. And if he doesn't discipline you as kids, then you're not his kid. You're of another father, which Jesus was talking to some people in the Gospels. And he said, you're of your father, the devil. And you love doing what he wants you to do. So I want to ask you as we wrap this episode up, who's your father? If you're honestly listening and you're like, oh man, 
I can do whatever I want. I can talk to people however I want. I can watch any movie I want. I can listen to any music I want to. I can do anything I want, and I really don't feel bad about it. I would be afraid. I would be afraid that God is not your father, and I would cry out to him because guess what? The Bible says if you do, he is faithful. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive your sin and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. This is the time to get down on your face, get on the floor, lay on your stomach, and say, God, I have sinned, and I need you desperately. I need you to forgive me. I need you to fill me with your spirit. I need you to give me a brand new life. Give me a brand new heart. I want the mind of Christ. I want to obey your law. I want to follow your commands. God, help me. Help me to care. Help me to have a heart that cares when I miss it. God, I need to hear your voice. I need to be fathered by you. I want you to be my Lord, my master, and my savior. You're not just a ticket to heaven. You are life, and I want to follow you. You need to get down on your face and you need to pray something like that. Just cry out from your heart and tell him that you need him desperately and you're tired of living the way that you're living. Now, the other option here as we close is you could be a Christian who's walked away, who's backslidden. There's grace for you. Listen, if you even care 1% in your heart, it's not too late. The Bible says that you can reach a place where you're so far gone, you're so hardened that you are beyond the point of repentance. You can't repent because you've hardened yourself so much. But listen, today, if you hear my voice and you have 1% in you that cares and you're feeling like, oh man, I've really blown it. I've really sinned. I've really messed up. I wonder if God would even, he will. He will. Because listen, if you were too hard, you wouldn't care. You'd blow me off. You might have even turned this off by now. You'd be like, whatever, man, I ain't listening to that guy. That is a scary place to be. And listen, there may be some of you who are listening right now, and as I was talking, you're like, whatever, don't judge me, dude. I'm doing whatever I want. God doesn't. But as I'm talking now and saying, listen, that's a scary place to be. That is a road to hell. Just because you prayed a prayer one time doesn't mean you can live however you want because you might actually be rejecting God by even though you confess him, you're living counter to him. You might be in danger of the fire. And so if you hear that and you're like, well, I don't, I don't want to go to hell, it's time for you to cry out for God as well. Because hell, yeah, that's coming for everyone who has not put their faith, hope, and trust in Jesus Christ and hasn't been born again. But your life lived right now is going to tell the story of what you truly believe. You might profess God, but are you living by his word right now? How can you know that you're going to heaven? How can you know that you're truly saved? You have a heart that wants to follow God, and when you miss it, when you sin, it hurts. The Bible says that godly sorrow leads to repentance. You sin, you miss the mark, that godly sorrow hits your heart, and you go, oh, no. God, I'm so sorry. I never should have done that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and then you restore yourself by the power of his word and the Holy Spirit, you say, Father, thank you. Maybe this prayer's for someone. You've been backsliding, but it's been hurting your heart. You're his kid, but you're in pain because even though you're going to heaven, you've been living outside of his will. And your heart is breaking because you've sinned. Listen, this is where you cry out and you say, Father, thank you for forgiving me. 
Thank you that you've already covered this sin on the cross. Lord, my heart is breaking because I missed it. And I'm sorry, God, but I thank you that you love me. You've never changed your mind about me. You're not taking your hand off of my life. You're not taking your spirit away from me. Lord, I thank you that there is so much grace. Your word says that where sin abounds, grace abounds more. And I choose to believe that even though my flesh might not want to. I believe it by faith. I believe there's more grace than my sin. I believe, God, that your love will lead me to repent. And so right now I turn away from the sinful ways I've been living, and I want to walk in your love. Make me new, God. Keep me on the narrow path. I want to burn for you for a lifetime. Come on, guys. This is it. This is the Christian life. Walking the narrow path, loving God and serving him and following his commands as best we know how. And guess what? Whenever you miss it, you, f- you stand back up. The Bible says a righteous man will fall seven times, but guess what? He's going to get back up. A righteous, it doesn't say a wicked man, a righteous man falls. Righteous people fall, but guess what? You get back up. You get back up, you continue walking on the narrow path, and you thank God that he's such a good father that he won't, live you ho- he won't let you live however you want. Let me tell you this. If I were to try to go out tonight and go to the bar and like do what I used to do, I would be so miserable, I would feel so horrible, I would not be able to do it. Even the thought of it is like, gross, I just don't want to do that. That is so encouraging to me because I see, God, wow, there was a day when I was making plans, I couldn't wait to do that kind of stuff with my friends, and now I want no part of it. Thank you so much for making me new. Thanks for fathering me. Thanks for putting your love in me. Thanks for saving me. I love you, God. And I commune from that place. And guess what? I do that every day. That's why I'm so excited to meet him one day. How about you? How about you? Hey, listen, if this spoke to you, share this. Share this episode with someone. And again, make sure that you follow the podcast, hit the bell or turn on notifications, however you got to do it, because I'm posting every weekday at 4 p.m. Central for the unforeseen future. We're going to roll out some good stuff in season two, but I want to also make sure I'm equipping you guys to know how to make sure that you're a Christian and to walk in the fire of God. Listen, you can't walk around insecure and unsure of your salvation. You need to be rooted and established. This is an elementary thing. So the final question, is God fathering you? If he's not, it's time to cry out to him to become your father and turn away from the sinful things you've been doing. If he is your father, hey, I want to come alongside you and say, keep burning for him. Amen. Come on, let's keep pursuing Jesus together.